I'll tell you a story, a true story. Family that I know very well. I actually know the family. They live near me. And they have a lot of money, beautiful mansion of a house. And they had a son who, unfortunately, was really, really troubled. They came to me. I gave them advice what to do. And then I got a frantic phone call. Chalamoyed Sukkos. We need to see you immediately. First of all, I give them credit. Because after you hear what happened, a lot of parents wouldn't have even called me. They would say, lose my number, and that's it, throw the kid out. At least they came to me. They came here, and they sat on those recliners. I had two of them. And the father like leaned on the recliner, like it popped up, and I thought he was going to just pass out. The mother, They were sitting there crying. What happened? We were looking for silver, and we see the silver is missing. Looking for more silver... Missing, missing, missing. All our silver's gone. They ran downstairs because his brother got married just a few months earlier and all of the gifts were in the basement. They go look at all the gifts of the silver. Gone. Mother starts looking for jewelry. She goes into her place and where she keeps her jewelry, her jewelry's gone. She goes out to the sukkah where the family was and this boy was there. And she says, obviously, the housekeeper must have wiped us out. And we're going to have to fire her. She's with us for a few years, but it must be that she stole everything. I always say kips, kids in pain, are the most sensitive hearts. If somebody is a, a ganif and could steal and hurt, but doesn't have a sensitive heart, all he had to do was remain silent. But he can't. He, he can't. He couldn't. Tells his mommy, can you come outside to the side of the house? I need to tell you something. Don't fire her. She didn't do it. I did it. What happened? What happened? For whatever reason, he needed money. He said he started stealing his own silver from his, his bar mitzvah. wasn't stealing. He felt it was his. He went to, to cash it in, got a couple of dollars for it, and then he needed more money and more money. And they said, well, we were giving you money. He said, I was embarrassed to ask for whatever reason. And he, he ended up getting rid of like $75,000 worth of silver for like $5,000. You understand? It's not like he even got 75000 for it. And the jewelry and everything, I mean, it was, it was devastating. And, and they're, they're doing TP, right? They're doing this and they and the kids should do such a thing. How could you do such a thing? And they were like, Mamish, like, we're done. We're out. And the first part of the training I want you to realize is, Come, come to me. Give me a chance to try to save your kid. Don't just lose my number. There are many stories that are similar of kids who did terrible things. They came here. It took me about an hour to revive them. And part of what I told them was, listen, I know you want to give up on your son, but imagine he was kidnapped and they said, give us $100,000 ransom. Would you pay it? You would. You have the money, Baruch Hashem. It's just painful. I understand we could still rehabilitate this this child. Don't lose him because of money. It was very hard. It was very painful for them. It took me a lot of work to, to get back into them and to, to get them back on board. But I didn't want to give up on him. About two years after that, I went to his wedding. And I got to the wedding, which was in a regular chasana hall. He was totally from Kedas Moshev Yisrael. And I got there Right 
before they opened the doors to the chuppah. And I saw the mommy on the side, the daddy on the side, and him in the middle. And they're holding the, about to go in. I came from the side, and all of a sudden they both looked at me. Tears were pouring down their eyes. I caused people to cry. And, the, and they opened the doors, and I just watched this beautiful, this beautiful scene of him walking down to that chuppah in the mainstream hall, getting married to a mainstream girl, he ended up living near me. I got to see him coming to shul. I got to see him bring his children to shul. And he's raising a frum family. So sometimes you feel like, we have that Ben Sayyidah There is no more hope. It's up to you parents. Find it in your hearts to be Michael, Shuv Einer Nerag. They're not going to kill themselves. And Bavada Yochalas is Tshuva Miskabalas. It's very hard, it's very painful, but we're never going to give up. We're never going to lose a kid. There's nothing they can do that's going to make us say, we're not Michael you, we can't look at you anymore. Because then it's over. But as long as you're Michael, whatever bad they do, and whatever pain they cause you, and embarrassment, and financial loss, and they can do really bad things. We have kids who have done, I can write you a list of things who, who have done very bad things who are now Shemitah Mitzvahs. Also, just being alive is a good thing, right? And healthy and functioning, and even from. And and yet, in their darkness, they've done very bad things. Very bad things. Your job is to make a commitment that no matter what my kid does, I will always be Michael. I will be Michael, my child. I know that he's good. He's troubled. He's troubled, he's done bad things, but I'm going to be Michael him. And when you do so, you save his life, because if he's connected to you, he's connected to the Shalshel Sakhaydish, Shuvein and Erag. Nobody needs to die. Nobody needs to die. It may cost money, it may cost a lot of things, but your commitment is what keeps him alive. Because if he's connected to you, he's connected to a powerful chain that goes all the way up to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. For sure, it's possible that one day he can do tshuva that will be accepted.